Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Creativity is a wild mind and a disciplined eye. Dorothy Parker. Drawing is exercise for a restless imagination. Tim Burton. Hello and welcome to Just Make the Thing, a podcast for people like me who want to start a thing and keep on making it. I'm your host, Claire Tonti, and today I have a really special episode to share with you. All the way across the world, in an Irish county called Monaghan, lives a very excellent fellow by the name of Fergal Quigley. He also happens to be the resident artist of the Weekly Planet podcast, and though some listeners swear he must be locked in our basement, he is in fact a dad, a builder of guitars, a heavy metal fan, and a musician, as well as a very talented drawer and artist, with a bit of an obsession for the Weekly Planet. This interview was done over Skype last year, so it's taken a while to finally edit, but I'm so excited to share it with you. Also, Fergal has the most amazing accent. Okay, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. On with the show. I thought we'd start first. I actually also Googled you. So I Googled where you're from and then I also Googled you. And the first thing that came up was um, that you are the official artist for the Weekly Planet and you may be locked in James's basement somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write that. (laughs) No, no, I think it was on a wiki somewhere. I just wanted to ask you, how did you get into listening to the Weekly Planet? Um, It was through the um, James's YouTube channel. Um, I I watched some of the videos. I actually, that was around the time when I was working from home and I was taking a lot of YouTube breaks. <laughs> so I, did, I, I watched almost everything on YouTube. I, so I eventually came across James's channel and he mentioned the podcast at the end of one of the videos. So um, I had to listen to it and then I, I was just hooked. So um, I looked and uh, I thought someone should do some art or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's not just some art. You've been doing so much art over the... How long have you been doing it for now, do you think? Um, I think it's about two years and four months or something like that. <laughs> Gosh, that's a, that is so amazing because I just think, A, obviously, because I'm terrible at starting anything and finishing it, and B, just how great and how funny and the the richness that you add to the community is so amazing. How did you get started doing your art? Um, I suppose when I was a child, <laughs> I started drawing. I was always really interested in drawing um, from when I was very young. And uh, my grandmother used to always keep a, a stash of paper and pens and stuff. So from a really early age. But I only I only got into doing art digitally um not that long ago um i returned to college as a mature student so i did a few years back and i started it's very different to do digital art than pen and paper it's like learning to draw again yeah i actually i watched 
you drawing I think there's something on YouTube where you're drawing in fast forward and it's a yeah. Star Wars parody yeah, I that, just couldn't believe it yeah that was the thing uh I did for um for Steel uh when James was on the on the Steel Wars podcast oh that's right he mentioned that he was going to reveal his face so I just I did the scene where Vader's helmet comes off but it's it's the the goat mask coming off it was really clever I was really fascinated because I have no artistic ability in that way at all what do you actually physically do when you're drawing so rather it's not a pen and paper it's a tablet um what kind of program do you use and and how is it really different from the way you used to draw as a child um I suppose well it's a lot easier to get resources now because you just you just Google man with a helmet coming off or <laughs> something and you get, you know, you don't have to do. I I still have my own like um, anatomical, like drawing study books and stuff that I go to sometimes. But yeah, I just what I do is my kind of process is I have the idea Um I do no research and development, which I was taught to do at college. I go online and I grab all the uh, pieces like it's a jigsaw and then I mock it up in Photoshop with like a photo collage and then I take that as a reference and then I draw it in Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator and I paint it and then take it back into Photoshop and I do touch-ups and stuff in Photoshop and add the add the text and stuff. <laughs> well, and so because I'm a total novice at this, this is a ridiculously obvious question. When you say that you paint it and you draw it, are you using a mouse or are you using a, your finger or like a pen looking thing on a tablet? How does that work? I got, I bought this like, um, it's a really nice tablet. I had just a tablet, which is like, it's a, a tablet you plug into the computer. It's, and then you have a stylus and you draw on it, but you're, watching the screen and then you're drawing on an on another surface if you know what i mean yeah it's really uh, there's a disconnect and it makes it more difficult but then um with the help of matt who he does some artwork for their podcast also my oh my um he does some t-shirt designs and stuff um he helped me to find um this nice tablet where it's a screen so i'm drawing onto a screen with a stylus so it's it's a it's a Wacom um, tablet, so it's just like a little monitor, and uh, you it it's touch screen, and you use a pen, and you just draw on the screen. So that made it a lot easier. So it did. That's so different. Do do you miss using a paper and pencil or a, or d- traditional drawing materials? Um, I I do it sometimes. Um, I actually think it's easier to sketch and draw in with traditional materials i do it sometimes but then with my life now and being busy and stuff if i have an idea for a piece i want to do for the podcast or anything i just go straight on the computer and just do it um so don't muck around yeah. when you've got a kid there's no time to yeah, muck around. yeah 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 i used to be doing like <laughs> preliminary sketches and all this <laughs> nonsense but i just skip all that now and i, I go yeah. straight it goes straight so on. So, as a dad, <laughs> I use that speaker <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. As a dad, how so? Has that really changed the way that you create now and your life in general? Um, yeah. For I'll give you a typical example. 
um, I listened to the podcast and then this week they were talking about Transformers. So I had an idea for uh, a piece to do and I'm on my holidays, but I'm babysitting. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to, uh, you had to schedule in some drawing while they're napping. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I suppose it's, it's made me more, it's made me, made me use my time better because you just, you know, they could, you know yourself, they could sleep for 30 minutes and they could sleep for two hours. Um, yeah. So you just go in and it's like a gym workout to try and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just sweating bullets as you go yeah, and yeah, yeah. hoping you don't hear the monitor with them waking up straight away. And yeah, you do. You feel like a bit of a ninja or something, just like trying to get all the things you need to get done in your life while also trying to be there for them as well. I, I find that um, before hand um you wonder how you will cope because you think you've got no time but it's just one of those things you do you do 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 it <laughs> when you yeah you do yeah. <laughs> i think also you um things are just so in focus i found after we had our little guy um that you just don't have time to waste so if you're going to do something, you're just going to do it now and you don't have the luxury to kind of potter around and amunar and think about it. You just have to get right in there and, and get it done and get out again. Yeah, definitely. It, it streamlines you to an extent and makes you incredibly tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing, that exhaustion is what you don't expect, I think. Well, I think people say you'll be tired, but you just don't really have any idea until it happens to you how tired you can be and still function like a regular human. Yeah, because it's, it's a different, it's a, it's a mixture of a physical and a mental tiredness. <laughs> it's a fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you too, you just mentioned before about your ideas and how they'll come to you. Mm. Where do you think ideas come from or your ideas? Oh, geez. <laughs> I know that's a big question, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, this thing about inspiration on demand. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I always listen to the podcast as soon as it comes out. Sometimes I would like take notes while I listen to the podcast if there's like something really funny. Um, then other times maybe it would be a day or two and then something would click with me. I would see something else online or just see a sign post or something <laughs> I get inspired I don't know I can't I can't really nail it down and I suppose it's the same with um kind of maybe other creative things that I've done probably influenced mostly by just going doing your day-to-day -day stuff and then something just clicks I don't know <laughs> yeah it pops into your head I I find that too that it's when I'm actually not concentrating and sitting there going now is the time for mm. ideas to come to me that they'll sort of pop into your head while you're doing other tasks so the brain's pretty incredible like that I will yeah the my least productive time was probably when I was being paid to sit down and design every day <laughs> wow um it was it, yeah it's it was so hard yeah, because you, you, you're kind of, when you force it, it doesn't. Yeah. So what do you do now as your day job, if you don't mind me asking? I do a, like a boring IT job. So I do. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I've done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of different things. Um, but I I sit at a desk now and I, I build computerized, computer-based tests. <laughs> so I do. It's a good way to get inspiration though, I'm assuming. Yeah, I just... I really love the job because I can listen to music for eight hours a day and 
um music is a massive like a massive thing to me um so i suppose that that's what i love about it i've never listened to as much music um since i started this job ever <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a real luxury actually i think yeah yeah um it's ca- our office is casual and that so it's i'm, I'm really happy there it's great <laughs> It's really great. What is it about music that's so important to you? Oh, I just, I don't know. I have this feeling about it. It's just, to me, it's like, it's like the ultimate kind of art form. Or, um, I don't know. I just mesmerized by it. Um, how people get the inspiration to write like catchy melodies and um, then it to be so universally popular. You know, for someone to write, you know, to be solitary and write a song in a room on their own and then release it and like millions of people like it. I just think it's a, it's a, an amazing thing. Yeah. And with your music, because you make guitars, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> that is an incredible thing to actually be doing. How did you start that? Um. So I always wanted an electric guitar and... Mm. I was brought when I was really young and I was got like what everyone gets a cheap, you know, Spanish style nylon string acoustic guitar. And I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I wanted an electric guitar. So um, once I started working the summer jobs, I started um, my first summer job when I was I was about 13 um, and I bought a hi-fi and my first CD. And then the next summer, I saved up the money and I bought an electric guitar and I brought it home um, and then after a couple of months, I said I'd like to make a better guitar. So I took it apart and put it back together. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. So that was it. Um, yeah, I, just, I started to do drawings and plans and stuff. And then, you know, I, I was 15 then when I when I built the first one with a lot of help from my cousin, I would say. That was it. Were you frightened that when you pulled that first guitar together, you wouldn't be able to? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com to put it back together again uh no not really i i i I would i was i built a lot of lego (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah i just i just uh kept all the pieces in in little bowls separate and remembered where how it went back together so that was it (laughs) (laughs) you must have been an amazing kid to have that kind of brain i don't know i was just always interested in how things are put together and stuff like that and you know it's not it's and this is like a kind of a thing that my cousin instilled in me um it looks complicated but a gay made that you know what i mean and you're a gay yeah (laughs) we can make it that's an amazing lesson actually just because I'm terrified by pulling anything apart because I just don't have that kind of brain. But when you simplify it like that, someone had to make it. Someone had to understand how it works. So this actually goes to the heart, I think, of when people make things or design things or take things apart and put them back together. You need to have a lot of persistence to be able to do it, I think. Um, do you 
have you struggled with that or is that something that you think you've got innately? Oh, I'd say about 30 seconds after I finish making something, I instantly think how I could make it better and (laughs) what I would have done differently. And that's why I have like, I've built about 30 guitars and then people say, oh, they, they look so great and everything. And then I just say, well, I could have done this with this and then. But I can see, like, they gradually got better. So yeah. Keep, it, keep doing it. <laughs> well, I, I guess so there is something in you that even if you, because I make things and as soon as I make them, I just hate them. That's just, I don't know why. I just I, I just think they're not good enough and, and that's it. Do you, is there something that you tell yourself while you're creating something that even if it's not perfect, you want to just get it done while you're doing it? Like, what do you say to yourself while you're building yeah, a guitar? I definitely would have that problem. I, I would get excited and then I want to get it finished. And I have in the past rushed like projects just to get them done because I want to put a strap on it and I want to plug it into an amp and I want to hear it make noise. Um, and then you're trying to hold yourself back to say, you know, it'll be a better thing if you take another two weeks, you know, and put the extra coats of lacquer on it or this kind of thing, but then you always, you always want to rush it. I suppose that's way it's good to have other people involved in your process to say, stop that. Don't, <laughs> you're going <gonna, laughs> to balls it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I find that I rope a lot of people in so that they'll <laughs> slow me down or keep me going. That's it. Cause it's, it's totally the case. I've got, I've built about eight bass guitars now and there's only two that I would play regularly because things I've rushed on other ones or, you know what I mean? They're not, I've got a lot of guitars laying around that you can't pick up and play. (laughs) Wow. They must be, you must have an amazing house though, just full of drawings and guitars. What does your place look like? It's, I have a little office that is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's just, lots of stacks of sheets of paper and stuff like that. But I've, I've built a, I was lucky enough. I'm, I was able to build a studio, a place to store my stuff. So I haven't, I haven't got it where I live now, but I do have a place and I I store it. So I just, I go home, I go over sometimes and I take a walk around the museum. (laughs) (laughs) Some relics of past creations. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like. So it is. It's got it's got bags of old band T-shirts, um, stacks and stacks of guitar magazines, and uh, guitars that half of them don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all part of creativity, isn't it? That there's lots of trial and error, and things you've made and things you've left, and and things that you still use today and it's it's a kind of amazing process I suppose so, you have to think about it like that <laughs> yeah 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 that nothing the end result we just see the end result but you don't see all the blood sweat and tears and mm. frustration and holes in the wall or whatever it is that have happened along the way to get to that end process so yeah 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 it's it's fascinating to me this is just a, a funny question but do you remember always loving to make things as a child? Um, oh, it, definitely. This is one thing I, my wife says. I have this. I have this weird memory 
that I, I can remember like lots of stuff from my childhood and stuff. I remember going to the shed and I was really young um, and I had a po- uh, a fire poker, you know, um, like for an open fire. We, we had an open fire in the house mm. and I had a poker and my dad's um, hammer. <laughs> and I, I got like a log in the shed and I was trying to carve into into the log um with with using the poker as like a kind of a chisel, <laughs> I guess. And the hammer. But um yeah, so I, I and I kind of I know kids always say, Oh, I wanna I wanna I know what I wanna be when I grow up but um I always knew I wanted to do woodwork. Um from when I was very young. I said I always wanted to do it, and I I did do it, um, and I I guess I I always wanted to make stuff, so I did. I have this mm. I have this thing about I suppose leaving leaving your mark or something. I don't know if I've never actually talked about this to other creative people though. That's a kind of a thing that you know you want to leave stuff behind. I suppose that's how I well you think like that, and then you have a then you have a kid. <laughs> 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 and then you're just too tired <laughs> you're too tired and you just say they'll break it and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's so true isn't it that but you don't quite have the luxury of all of the wonderful deep introspection that you did before you had them yeah yeah but, no i i probably i thought about things too much probably when i was younger <laughs> I was the same though I love a deep think clearly all my questions are quite like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it is that a wonderful thing though to feel like you leave something behind and people can look at something and remember you and obviously your child is one thing you know you're leaving a person (laughs) and a human being to the world I mean that's pretty great (laughs) you know but also that idea of putting your creation out there and having that represent you is a really wonderful thing and also a lot of pressure in some ways too well, I guess. Well I, I would look at things that I love I love old buildings and you know architecture and stuff and it's just looking at things like that and you you know they go beyond the creator so much you know what I mean and they they just they exist mm. you want something that exists <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I um, was reading a book the other day about how ideas are not actually, they don't belong to people, that they're kind of floating around out there wanting to get made and they might tap people on the shoulder and kind of say, make me, I want to get made. And then depending on whether you've got the skills or the persistence, you can kind of capture them and get them, get them created, but that they kind of exist outside of people which sounds kind of strange what do you think about that idea i don't know yeah maybe maybe i'm uh yeah maybe creative people are just like art antennas and they they, (laughs) they, they pick up these like tv signals (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah we're just like tv sets and and we pick up these ideas from the radio waves and then create them um, yes. I never actually thought about it like that before. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I know I have a compulsion to make things. Um, it's just part of me. 
Um, so it is. I, I I wouldn't be happy unless I was making something, you know. And I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if the ideas are out there. I think the the compulsion is in the person, and then you know they're just if it, if the opportunities arise, then you 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 will do it. Like a, a, like the podcast. Like I started listening to the podcast. And that the opportunity arose for me to do some art. Otherwise, I would be just adding to the to the stack of paper that's on my desk. I would do it anyway, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I I guess that is a part of it, isn't it? That it's what you surround yourself with and what you absorb and what you read and what you listen to that ultimately shapes what it yeah. is that you choose to make too. That's true, yeah. Definitely with the, I suppose, with the music I listen to younger, that um, all my first like paintings and drawings were all based on the music that I listened to at the time. So, Fergal Quigley, if you could write a song, what kind of song would you write? <laughs> if you if you if you knew that there was coins jangling in your pocket and you could come up with the next greatest hit, what was what would be the kind of music that you would want to write? I know you have written songs, but I would. I know, my wife would like me to write some kind of nice love song or something, but um. <laughs> I am a massive heavy metal fan and I like, I like extreme music. <laughs> so I probably would write something like that, some kind of extreme <laughs> music. Okay, well, I'm going to be listening out then for some heavy metal slash Irish music, <laughs> maybe love style inspired or something coming out of County Monaghan. Is that right? Am I saying that right again? It's the silent. It's the silent G. It's getting you. It's Monaghan. Monaghan. I know it is. Oh, it's just the sheer exhaustion. It's the it's the exhaustion from being a parent. I can't keep anything in my head for too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Fergal, thank you so much for jumping on the Skype, the phone with me. Yeah. I really, really appreciate the chat and for being so patient while I mucked around with all the technology to try and get it to work. So hopefully it's recorded and um, I can put it up online. But you are an incredible human, all the (laughs) things that you make. So thank you so much for all the work that you've done for the weekly planet, but also just for making things and putting them out there. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's good to make stuff and just make stuff. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what I've just, I think in this whole thing, I've started talking to people about what they do and how they make things. That's one of the things I've learned that you do, you just make stuff and then you put it out there. You might put it in your shed that you built and leave it there and sometimes go and look at it. Or you might actually, you know, put it online and, let a whole lot of other blokes laugh at the goat character that you've drawn or, you know, but you just put it out there. It's not as, it's not that big a deal. You make it and then you make the next thing. Yeah. Because I thought building a guitar when I was very young would make me a really good guitar player, but shocker, it didn't. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I found out that I really like making the guitar. So And that's the, and that's it, isn't it? If you enjoy it and you're proud of the thing that you make at the end, then that's it. I think that's what life's about. That's it. Yep. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, your host, Claire Twenty, and this week with the Weekly Planet's resident artist, Fergal Quigley, who is not living in our basement, as some may believe. So... If you'd like to hear more about the show, you can go to at Make the Thing on Twitter or at Mrs. Sunday Movies on Twitter. That's my handle. Or you can follow me on Instagram at 
Claire20, or you can email the show at justmakethethingpod at gmail.com, where we would love to hear all about the things that you are currently making or doing. Okay, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.